1: Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome to the show. Welcome to all of you great listeners. You guys are so fantastic. And you are just going to love this show today. I know you are, because our guest today is Dr. Samir Bangalore. He is the medical director at the NNI Epilepsy Center, the Nevada Neurosciences Institute at Sunrise Health, and before we say anything else, let me just tell you, talk about dedicated to people with disabilities, I've got to tell you this story before he says anything, I was out there, and Dr. Bangalore was there all day helping with this conference, but then at night, he also went in the evening uh, to this support group meeting, so then his wife was getting up leaving, and they were saying, oh, what are you doing, she said, well, I have to go home because I have to get his birthday party ready. I said you mean he's here. See what I mean about him? I'll never forget that. Dr. Samir Bangalore, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Joyce. That is that's true. I I owe my wife too because she she was at that meeting on on the day of my birthday just to help plan more uh events and things for people with epilepsy in Las Vegas. Yeah,
2: no, that's what I call true having your heart where it's supposed to be. So, Dr. Bangalore, how about if we start here? First, tell me, you are now in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's where he's talking to me from. Um, Why? Why did you decide, first of all, to specialize in epilepsy? Tell me that first.
3: Well, let me say one more thing, too, Joyce. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak about a condition that I'm passionate about bringing to the forefront. I feel like I am repaying you a little bit because you were able to make it out here for our conference just a week ago. So thank you for having me.
2: Oh, my pleasure.
3: So I, I know you're asking why I ended up in Las Vegas, and I must say that they've been looking, the community at large, the hospital I work at now, has been looking for someone to treat patients with epilepsy for over 5, six, ten years now. And when I was looking for practices to join I was looking mainly in the Southwest because of uh, reasons like my wife wanted. Well, my wife and I wanted to move somewhere we hadn't lived before, and we kind of stumbled upon Las Vegas actually. But um, it turned out that of the places we were looking, Las Vegas had a community of epilepsy patients that were being extremely underserved. So it turned out that that stroke of luck that landed us in Las Vegas was important because now the patients with epilepsy in Las Vegas have an outlet and have. Someone advocating for them and have someone just to see when they're not getting good treatment. So I intentionally came to Las Vegas knowing I would be the only epilepsy specialist here.
2: Well, thank goodness you did that. Thank goodness.
3: Thank goodness, you're right.
2: Yes. Now let me ask you this question. Why epilepsy? What made you, you know, there are a lot of different areas for people that start out in neurology. Why did you specialize in epilepsy?
3: You're right. And epilepsy is not one of the more common subspecialties in neurology. Stroke medicine and even movement disorders and dementia, those are probably more common. But the reason why I got drawn to epilepsy in specific is that a lot of the diseases in neurology, for better or for worse, we don't have a lot of good treatments for. People that end up having a stroke, we know what may have caused it, but we don't have a lot of good treatments for it at this point. Epilepsy is sort of unique in that among the diseases in neurology, we do have a lot of good treatments. Part of the problem is just getting them to the patients who need them or educating people about them. We have medicines, we have surgery, we have devices, we have lots of new exciting things in epilepsy. And because of that, I mean, I went into medicine to help people. The, tr- the um, kind of classic description of a neurologist is that they're able to, they're good diagnosticians, they can diagnose disease well, but they can't treat disease well. But that's not the case with epilepsy. Epilepsy is a disease that we can treat very well if given the right tools.
2: And that's what made you go in that direction.
3: Exactly. I wanted to go into a subspecialty where I felt like I was helping people.
2: Okay, well here's our first question from uh, Twitter and it's for you, Dr. Bangalore. The question is um, I think it's wonderful what you're doing. I'm wondering how you handle all the patients that must come to you in that area. Do you also have another doctor or is it just you?
3: So our practice is rapidly expanding. We actually just brought on two new physicians, one's a stroke specialist, and the other physician we brought on is a, uh, a neurophysiologist who, who's done some specialized training in epilepsy as well. So we are kind of spreading the patient load among many doctors at this point. So at this point, how we handle all those patients is that sometimes there is a, a waiting list. I mean, the, the wait to get into my clinic is sometimes as long as a month, but if there's someone who truly needs my help quickly, we can squeeze them in faster. We're intentionally trying to gauge how sick someone is and the sicker patients come first.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people don't realize how involved all of this is. And and, and for those of you listening to the show, remember, there are people that are neurologists that handle many things, but then the epileptologist is the neurologist that specializes in epilepsy, and that is very different.
3: Um, right, and let me say one thing about that, Joyce, and that's kind of part of the way I handle this is that I'm, I'm not, I, I don't think that every patient with epilepsy needs to see an epilepsy specialist. The ones who need to see an epilepsy specialist are the ones who aren't achieving all of their goals. There's three goals to treating epilepsy, and those goals are seizure freedom, avoiding medication side effects, and being as functional as possible, meaning being able to drive and have kids and go to school and work. Those sorts of things. If you're achieving all three of your goals with whatever regimen you're on, well that's a good regimen for you. If you're not achieving your goals and you have epilepsy, you should probably see an epilepsy specialist.
2: Yeah, because there are some people that don't realize, I, I was shocked when I heard this at a conference, that, that they have epilepsy for years. You know, it's so amazing and I think that's because people don't understand there are many different types of seizures. Of course. Um, how many types are there, Dr. Bangalore?
3: Well, if we classified each different epilepsy syndrome, there's many, many, many. There's more than 20 or 30. But ep- what's interesting is that epilepsy is not one condition. It's a, it's a group of multiple different conditions, each of which cause seizures as a symptom, meaning that you can have you can have a stroke and there, thereafter have seizures, and we, we lump that into the category of epilepsy. But you can also be born with a disease where you have a small area of your brain be abnormal, and those two diseases are very different, post-stroke epilepsy and kind of inborn epilepsies. But nonetheless, we, we lump them into the same general category of disease that we term epilepsy.
2: So, okay, and I think we have a caller there on there? the line. Cinda, uh, yes. are you on the line? Hi. Hi, hello, Linda. Joyce.
4: Uh, hi, I, this is Cindy Showalter, Dr. Bangalore, and I just uh, am calling to just thank you and Joyce both so much for what both of you are doing. Uh, the conference in Las Vegas was just great, and you know, that was really because a lot of people cared and made it happen, and the day was very special, and if I started naming names, I'd certainly forget important people, so just know that, um The Epilepsy Foundation National Office really appreciates the work that you're doing in in Vegas and the fact that you're interested in in, um, helping the community and building the network there, and and, uh, we're very interested in making that happen, too. So thanks to you, and and Joyce, certainly thanks to you for all you did to make that conference day a
2: a very big success.
3: Thank you so much.
2: Well, Senda. it's because of great people like you at the National Staff that we can do it. We are all one family. And I know Senda, weren't you surprised how many people were there? I was. The turnout
4: was just great and and there were a lot of comments, people milling around during breaks. They just were really appreciating the information they heard and the opportunity to network and that means means a lot to folks as as we all know. So, you know, people come to a conference and learn things, but they have that time of sharing which is probably as important or maybe more so than what they're going away with in terms of learning curve.
2: That's right. I and, agree. you know, send us with the national office. We are at Org in case you need information or have a question. And, Senda, thank you so much for all you're doing.
4: Well, thanks, Joyce. Uh, you're certainly welcome. Thank all you All right, for that. bye-bye. Bye.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what. The first time I went there, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Maybe there, were, there wasn't very many people there. Three years And ago. the next year, a little bit more, and now this year, standing room only. Wow, that's what a true. difference,
3: huh? Yeah, that, that's true. It's our, our attendance has doubled every year from 25 to now to more than 125.
2: So, listen, you all have to get the news out. All of you, listen to the show today. Dr. Samir Bangalore, here's your doctor in Las Vegas for epilepsy, but why we're really on the show today, we need to get an affiliate, a chapter located in Las Vegas for all of my great friends out there who need support, who need a place to go. You deserve to have a place to go, and we are on it. You can count on it. We're on it. If you just joined the show right now, this is Dr. Samir Bangalore, who is from the Nevada Neurosciences Institute at Sunrise Health, and you are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. we're talking to Dr. Samir Bangalore, who is the medical director in NNI Epilepsy Center, the Nevada Neurosciences Institute at Sunrise Health in Las Vegas. And what is the temperature there today?
3: It's 107.
2: 107 today in Las Vegas. Thank God I'm not there in 107.
3: I, I like know it you here. always say, like don't worry,
2: no humidity, but it's still 107.
3: <laughs> I like it 107, Joyce.
2: Oh! <laughs> he likes 107, was we'll he, keep in mind, my nickname, as many of my listeners know, is Frosty. Oh. Yes. I- I'm the fall-winter person. Oh. Uh. So 107, the first time I walked in- out there, I said, oh my god, I'm in a furnace. <laughs> but, um, but hey, once you're there, I'm sure you get used to it. But Dr. Bangalore, what I wanted to do is if you don't mind sharing with our listeners, what you believe it means for people with epilepsy who live in Las Vegas to have an Epilepsy Foundation affiliate or chapter to go to uh, when they need it. There aren't any, uh, and by the way, if you're listening to the show, I'm meaning that like in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, there's the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA with a big staff, and if, you have a child with epilepsy, or you're an adult with epilepsy, no matter what it is, you go there, they have support, they have fundraisers, they have social things, they're fantastic, but we have zero in Las Vegas. Why do you think that would be important?
3: So right now in Las Vegas, we we don't have an Epilepsy Foundation chapter, and the, really the only resources for anyone with epilepsy is through my office and my nurse, Lisa Frazier. We put together a epilepsy support group once a month, but... That's not what. That's not the the long term plan. If we were to put together an epilepsy foundation chapter, like you're saying, we want to have bigger events, things to to allow the community to learn about epilepsy, a summer camp for patients for uh, children with epilepsy, resources for patients with epilepsy. The point is that epilepsy is not a disease that just affects your. Uh, medical health that affects your your psychological health it it 's a disease that we can do a lot more for patients with an epilepsy foundation chapter if if for no other reason just to draw attention to the disease to kind of break the stigma that epilepsy causes I think that what, one of the one of the ways I can help patients with epilepsy in las vegas is to is to draw attention to the disease and kind of break some of the myths behind it and some of the ways I can help do that is to start an epilepsy foundation chapter so that Patients with epilepsy have somewhere to go when they've lost their job or they've been mistreated somehow because of their epilepsy. Patients with epilepsy are not as handicapped as, as you might think. A lot of my patients with epilepsy are the ones who are your doctor or your lawyer or, your, or dealers at casinos in Las Vegas. So I think some of the myths that I'd like to break would be easier to break if I had an Epilepsy Foundation chapter in town.
2: I Yes. Oh, so many things you could do. Like even when you mentioned that camp, even that camp would be so fantastic because that's great. That's great for uh young people to go to. Uh, but anyway, I want to tell you, there are many people, as I mentioned before, living with epilepsy that do never get to see an epileptologist for many years, even knowing they have epilepsy. And why do you think that is? Is that just because... There is a shortage of, P- of doctors such as you?
3: Oh, definitely there's a shortage. Like I said, I'm the only epilepsy specialist in Las Vegas at this point. We're trying to get more help so that we have more epilepsy doctors in Las Vegas. But even among the medical community, it's not widely known that there are subspecialists within neurology, let alone in epilepsy. People go to a, a neurologist and they think this is the doctor of choice for me and wouldn't even know because we don't, I don't know if we do a good enough job here or even elsewhere. of of letting people know that there is such a specialty as epileptology or epilepsy specialty. People think that uh, a a general doctor or a general neurologist is good enough. And like I said before, it it oftentimes is. Some people with epilepsy are well-treated by a general neurologist, but others who have difficult-to-treat epilepsy or not achieving all of their goals with treating epilepsy need to see an epilepsy specialist. And I just think, again, that... We haven't done a good enough job of of letting people know that we even are around, and I think that getting an epilepsy foundation, getting the word out, will certainly help that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is that's right. And let me let me ask you uh, this question, and this is very near and dear to my heart. But as you well know, it is terrible the stigma attached to epilepsy. What I was telling Dr. Bangalore on the break is that I'll be speaking to someone and they'll say, I don't have epilepsy. I have a seizure disorder. And I'll say, well, what do you mean? Do you have more than one seizure? Yeah. Well, then you have epilepsy. But there is a stigma. There's also people that would never even admit they have a seizure disorder. And I'm sure you see this with many of your uh, patients, Dr. Bangalore. Why do you think that is?
3: Well, I think there's a stigma to the word epilepsy. It- the, the derivation of the word is even stigmatizing. A lot of people used to think that people with epilepsy were cursed by the devil or had... There were all kinds of explanations in the past for why people had epilepsy, and I think that still some of those myths and legends have carried through to now, and people that that carry that diagnosis are stigmatized by the mere fact of that people misunderstand what the word means. And I think that, again, getting the word out about what epilepsy is will certainly help that, but then also... People need to know that there are a whole host of patients of mine and with epilepsy who are fully functional. They're not, they're not wasting away in a nursing home somewhere. They are working, able-bodied, normal people who at times have seizures, but they're under very good control with their medicines. I think part of breaking the stigma is, is just understanding. It's the ignorance behind the disease that keeps the stigma going.
2: Yeah, and see, here's how you get over that. You talk about it. Exactly. Like Greg Grunberg says, talk about it. You don't need to be ashamed. I'm living with epilepsy and I am not ashamed. Talk about it. You need to just get out there and talk about it and meet more people living with epilepsy. You know, go to different, that's why we want to get this chapter going where it is. You know, Dr. Vangler, do you feel it's worse for teenagers than it is for adults or do you feel it's just the same the whole way?
3: Well, I certainly think it's worse for teenagers because teenagers will feel the 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 burden of their friends bullying them and adults have a different problem is that they may they may feel stigmatized at work and they may they may have job problems but I would say that the psychological impact of bullying and feeling the impact of school it's kind of it's a that's your whole life in in school is what your friends think of you and if you don't have a good Um, relationship with friends, your self-esteem can be so bad that I think it's much worse for children and teenagers than it is for adults. Adults, Yeah, because you you can't imagine what it's
2: like to be in school, have a seizure, you know, be in in seventh grade, be on the floor, and and then wake up and have people laughing at you. And that is one thing that I am doing something about nationally is bullying because that is so terrible, and unfortunately... Young people who have epilepsy are frequently bullied, and I'm sure that you have patients that talk to you about that, Dr. Zangabor.
3: Oh, certainly. I mean, I have teachers who tell me that they have students with epilepsy that are constantly nagged about their epilepsy. I have patients with, that are teenagers with epilepsy that clearly are stigmatized and bullied at school, and it's, it's awful because that makes people less likely to go seek medical care for their disease because they feel embarrassed about it from the start. And I think that if we can eliminate that embarrassment, we'd make it easier not only to treat epilepsy, but again to break that stigma that causes us to causes everyone to to make people with epilepsy feel all the worse.
2: Oh, that's terrible! That is so true. What you just said, I could see young people doing that. I could see them not going to the school nurse or not going to doing anything just because they don't want to draw attention to themselves, and then have a worse a worse thing happened. If you're listening and you're doing that, don't you ever do that.
3: Right, and we know from multiple studies that patients with epilepsy who are depressed do worse. We know that if if you have epilepsy and you have depression, we don't know why, but your epilepsy medicines don't work as well. There's something about the mind and the body that interact in the treatment, not only of epilepsy, but every medical illness. And if if bullying and stigmatization and all these other words that we're using, if that's the reason why your your psyche isn't at its best, your disease will be worse. And that's unfortunate.
2: That is amazing. There is There is a connection with moods and with epilepsy, is it there?
3: Oh, definitely. And we know that similarly disabling illnesses, such as if someone, say, had an orthopedic illness that prevented them from having a job or working in a similar way to, say, epilepsy, if they had a disability that prevented them from having that same job, the epilepsy causes more psychological symptoms than the, than the, the other disease, which is not neurologic. There's something about the brain that when you have a disability from it, you are more prone to, dis- to uh, psychiatric disturbances. So patients with epilepsy, even mild epilepsy, are more likely to, to be depressed than someone with another disease that's equally disabling. I don't know if I explained that well.
2: Yeah, here's my question. Does the stigma and the bullying cause the depression, or does the epilepsy cause the depression?
3: Well, clearly the, the stigma and the bullying causes part of the depression because people who are stigmatized and bullied will feel depressed on their own. But people with epilepsy compounds it because epilepsy is, is an independent risk factor for depression. You can have mild, very mild, non-disabling epilepsy and be depressed as a result of your epilepsy. Add on to that disability, stigmatization, other factors, bullying, and you're only compounding the situation. So I'm saying both do it together independently.
2: Well, then this next question from Twitter fits right in. Dr. Bangalore, my question is, I've noticed that there are medications that are used for psychiatric disabilities as well as uh, anti-epileptic Drugs that are given out or or drugs used for epilepsy, such as Depakote. Uh, why is that?
3: So we know that lots of the medicines we use for epilepsy work for other conditions too, not just for psychiatric disorders. There are pain disorders and other conditions where we use epilepsy medicines because they work. So the point is that epilepsy medications are, are we kind of use a medical word, neuromodulators. They reduce... Uh, abnormal electrical signals in the brain and in the body. And so they work for other things. So one way that we use Depakote is for mood stabilization in patients with, say, bipolar disorder or um, psychotic disorders. We use Depakote, which is an anti-epilepsy medicine, in those patients for a different symptom altogether. So why do we do it? Because it works.
2: Yeah, well, that's a good reason to do it. Right. Yeah, that's a good reason to do it. And I know. Isn't neurontin also used for other things? Isn't it used for pain also?
3: Right, and there are so uh, neurontin is an interesting story because it is used for a lot of conditions off label. So it, it kind of gets into a dicey medical situation, which is that neurontin is one of these medicines where we do use it for other conditions, but it's <clears throat> it's outside what the FDA has recommended. For Depakote, on the other hand, it actually is. Recommended for bipolar disorder, but Neurontin, for a lot for a lot of patients with pain. It works, even though it's not what the FDA is necessarily recommended. We use it for.
2: Wow. Well, you know what? There is so much to know and to learn in this area. That is for sure. Doctor Bangalore, about how many patients do you see a year?
3: Um, each well, so each week I probably get two or three new epilepsy consults. And so I know you asked me how many epilepsy patients do I have in my practice. I know it's in the several hundred. If I had to guess, I would say four to five hundred
2: patients with epilepsy. That is unbelievable. How the heck do you do that?
3: Well, a lot of those patients with epilepsy I'll see once a year or even less because they're doing so well. There are a handful of patients who need to see me once every few weeks, but those patients are in the midst of getting medication titrations and not doing as well as they possibly could. But the well, stable the the patients who are doing really well don't need to see me all that often. So they they may come in for a fifteen minute high and buy appointment where I write them their prescriptions, check their labs, and send them on their way. And that's where the way, that's part of the stigma of epilepsy. You never know that there are fully functional, healthy patients with epilepsy, but a lot of my patients are the, are that way. So how do I do it? I, I like I'm saying if there's five hundred patients, but four hundred of them only see me once a year, it becomes it becomes easy to manage that many patients all at once.
2: How do I know that that I could just see you working from morning to night time?
3: Well, that is true.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I just could see you working around the clock because you are such a dedicated uh, person, and we are all in the epilepsy world very lucky to have you. You you you, are with Sunrise. Could you tell us a little bit about Sunrise?
3: So Sunrise is actually the largest hospital in Las Vegas, and they are the one hospital when I was looking for practice opportunities that committed to building an epilepsy monitoring unit and what that means is they they set aside funds for to buy equipment so that we can take epilepsy patients admit them to the hospital and record them continuously for several days if need be to record their seizures to decide if they need additional therapy such as epilepsy surgery so Luckily, Sunrise Hospital was the one hospital in town that committed to doing this, and we built the epilepsy monitoring unit here three years ago. And in the interim, we've monitored at least 400 patients. And several, several of them have gone through epilepsy surgery to cure them of their epilepsy, and several more are in the pipeline to, to have that done.
2: Wow, unbelievable. Well, listen, we're going to get ready to go to break. If you just joined us, We are talking to Dr. Samir Bangalore, Medical Director at NNI Epilepsy Center, the Nevada Neurosciences Institute at Sunrise Health, but also, may I say, a really good man, a really great young man and young doctor who is out there trying to help people living with epilepsy in Las Vegas. If you just joined us, You are listening to Joyce Bender at Disability Matters on voiceamerica.com, where disability matters every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day. We'll be right back.
5: Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today.
0: Are you a wow, a wise, outrageous woman of a certain age who wants thrilling work, vibrant health, joyful relationships, financial freedom, and the new F word, fun, in the next stage of life? Join host Lynn Schreiber in the wow zone each week where you'll meet amazing women who are creating lives filled with passion, purpose, and pizzazz in the wow zone broadcast live every tuesday morning at 11 a.m eastern time 8 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel anything is possible
1: hi i'm greg grumberg from the tv show heroes
5: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
6: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back to the show. I'm on the air with Dr. Samir Bangalore from Las Vegas, Nevada at sunrise and you know what I know we have a few people on the air that want to talk to him so let's let it get rolling here first with Ken are you on the line Ken
7: thank you hello hi dr. Bangalore thank you very much for doing Joyce's show she's a great advocate for us as our chair and you are a great voice for people with epilepsy it's very exciting to have you out in Las Vegas and we look forward to the day when we have a epilepsy foundation out there um so everybody out in Vegas can really talk about it loud and and help us just destroy the stigma that I know you're dedicated to helping us eradicate so thank you so much for that. Thank you. Hey um, this ahead.
2: is Ken Loewenberg. He works for the National Office oh. and he works really doing a great job for us with talk about it and with so many different things and uh we, so we're going to have to send some talk about it pens out there. That's absolutely oh, okay Ken. All right. Hey Kent, thanks for calling in.
7: Sure, so I have a question. Real quick. Oh go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and the question is that we're seeing statistics that breast cancer is actually equivalent to epilepsy as a cause of death. And I was wondering if Dr. Bangalore can talk a little bit about epilepsy and mortality. Sure. So uh,
3: one of the this is kind of a a buzz topic in epilepsy, it's a commonly asked about issue and uh, epilepsy certainly does lead to quite a bit of morbidity and mortality. Ep- the epilepsy itself is actually a rare cause of mortality. There is a well-known phenomenon known as SUDEP, sudden death in epilepsy, and a small, a very small percentage of patients will actually die as a result of their seizures. More commonly what happens is that patients with epilepsy are have a seizure at a time when they're doing something where they shouldn 't it would be dangerous for them to have a seizure, like swimming or driving or engage in some sort of activity, and that is actually more of a danger and uh, that 's why we, we we force people not to drive in in Nevada at least for three months after any seizure. We advise people not to swim alone, so we, there are certain seizure precautions that everyone should engage in the, the um, mortality of epilepsy is not as much as other, as people might think. It, I, it's, it's true that the morbidity or the, sorry, the mortality of epilepsy is as high as some cancers, but a lot of the people that, that die, again, from their epilepsy, it's not from the epilepsy itself. It's from having a seizure in, in an area where it would be dangerous to do so. I think that more of the problem is that um, SUDEP, that sudden death in epilepsy, happens in people who are improperly treated So we know that patients who aren't on the right regimen or aren't taking their medications well, they're at a higher risk of death. So we treat epilepsy not just because it's annoying and disabling,
2: but because at at times it can be deadly. Yeah, that is like me. That's exactly what happened, what you said. I had an accident and I almost died and had brain surgery. uh, And and that's, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, Ken, does that answer your question? It does. Thank okay. you very,
7: very much, Dr. Bangalore, and look forward to getting to know you more. And and thanks, Joyce, for doing this show every week. It's so great for everybody. Okay. Oh, and thank, you, thank you, so much.
2: you for all you do. Very much, thank you.
7: You're welcome. And Bye-bye. I
2: think we have a couple other callers here. Uh, Neva, do
8: we have Neva on the line? Hi, Joyce. How are Neva? you? Hi, Neva. Hi, Dr. Bangalore. How are you doing? Good. Good. I just wanted to make a comment. I first of all want to thank Joyce and and. For For getting the word out, and also uh, speaking, I'm sure you guys discussed the con- this very successful conference that we just had in Las Vegas, and I just wanted to thank Joyce. She really rallied the crowd and and got everybody's muchness back. so that's a good thing oh, yeah. and and uh, it's good to see the swell and moving forward. and also Dr. Bangalore, thank you to you and, and your team there and Lisa just for, for all that you're doing for people with epilepsy and and uh, we're so grateful to have you there.
2: Thank you You so much, Neva. You know what, Neva, we were talking about you uh, (laughs) at the break and how awesome you are and what a a great job you've done. And, Neva, I, I have to tell you, what Neva's referring to is I told everyone, the new Alice in Wonderland movie, the new one out right now. Alice is 19 and she's in Wonderland and Johnny Depp is the Mad Hatter and the Queen is taking over and so he needs help and he says, Alice, help us, help us. And Alice said, I can't, I can't do it. And he said, Alice, you've lost your muchness. And really what that means is your ability to dream, your ability to believe in yourself. And you know, I am telling you, it brought tears to my eyes, Neva, when I happened to be looking at something on Facebook and it said, we need to get our muchness back.
8: Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it was from someone in Nevada. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, you know, you really have uh, given that back to them, and, and I think with, with Dr. Bangalore at, at the the helm, I think there's going to be some great things happening in Nevada.
3: I hope so. Thank you. Well,
2: N- uh, Dr. Bangalore, what did you tell me about, Neva? We couldn't have done it without her?
3: Oh, definitely. Neva put
2: together
8: the whole conference.
3: I think without her there would be no conference.
2: That's correct.
8: Well, thank you, and thank you for all you do, and uh, full steam ahead.
2: All right, thank Neva. You.
8: You're the best. Thank
2: you, Neva. Thanks, Joyce. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. And we have one more caller on the line. Doctor Bangalore, you're popular here. Let me oh, tell you. I get to ask you any questions. <laughs> Kathy, are you on the line? I'm on the line, Joyce. Happy. This is Kathy West. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, let me just tell you. Here we have Neva, Kathy West. These are two divas from the Epilepsy Foundation. And this one is from San Diego. An epilepsy affiliate in San Diego. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kathy.
6: Oh, Joyce, I wanted to follow on, and thank you so much for having me on. And Dr. Bangalore, you're fantastic. And if it wasn't for you, this conference wouldn't exist. I know. I know you credit Neva and Joyce, and and they're they're part of the team. But really, uh, I want to talk about what it what it is about you, Dr. Bangalore, that makes you unique and different. That you uh, advocate people, advocate for people with epilepsy so strongly, and what it is about maybe about you that that we can identify in other people, that we can break down bar- bar- barriers, give people their muchest, the confidence, the inspiration to go out and do things that they really want to go out and do. Um, I wanted to say that, you know, this is disability matters, and uh Dr. Bangalore, you matter. And so what is it, what is it about you that um, allows you to go so far?
3: Wow. Well, thank you. I think this is more of a compliment than a question. But... Um, <laughs> I I I think that, like I told uh, Joyce earlier, is that part of what brought me to Las Vegas in the first place was that the the epilepsy community at large was underserved, so I I sort of knew coming in that I would be the biggest advocate for epilepsy because nobody was doing it, and uh, although there were people that wanted to start an epilepsy foundation and wanted to do an epilepsy conference, nobody was taking the lead, no one was taking that role, so I think that more than anything, I kind of saw a, an opportunity and I, and I served it. So I don't know if it was much more of my uh, motivation or, or much more that there was such a need that someone had to fill. I think I, think I walked into something good.
6: Wonderful.
2: Seizing the opportunity. Yes. Very, uh, very much an entrepreneur, huh, Joyce? <laughs> yeah, you know what, though, Kathy, what you said is true. What you said about there are doctors, but then there are doctors who are also advocates. You know, that, that is quite a combination. And that is, that is Dr. Bangalore. You're right. That was a very good way to describe him. Um, and Kathy, what you are, you are a champion. That's what you are. And, and Kathy West is running the epilepsy affiliate in San Diego, as Neva Hirschhorn is running the epilepsy affiliate uh, in San Francisco, and both of them were at this conference. So, Kathy, you know I love you, but thank you for all you do. Uh, happy to
6: help out any and happy to serve anybody in Las Vegas that needs, that, that, that needs to uh, uh, reach out and talk to somebody. We have a wonderful counselor on board. You can always reach us in San Diego if you have a problem.
2: Thank, Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Okay, and you know what? See, if you go to dot org, you can find the epilepsy affiliate in San Diego and the one in San Francisco. But someday I'll be saying, and there's also, by the way, one in Los Angeles, but someday I'll be saying, and the one in Las Vegas, right, Dr. Bangalore? Oh,
3: that would be awesome, yeah.
2: That's what we want. We'll be saying in our own affiliate in Las Vegas. So you know what? For people listening that maybe aren't, familiar with epilepsy, Dr. Bangalore, could you take a moment and describe the different types? Because I've noticed that a lot of people, they think there's one seizure, the grand mal seizure, and that is not true. So could you talk about that for a minute?
3: So I started uh, describing it a little bit before that epilepsy is not one disease. It's multiple different diseases that we lump together under the umbrella category of epilepsy because uh, the, the different diseases all cause seizures. So there are multiple different seizures and part of the stigma of epilepsy is that people think that uh if if you have epilepsy you only have grand mal convulsive seizures and that is not the case. Grand mal seizures are actually less common than something we call partial seizures. Partial seizures are where only a part of your brain is involved and oftentimes patients with partial seizures are misdiagnosed because it can it can look like a daydreaming spell or it can look like Uh, someone who's just staring off for a short period of time as if they're um, just just deep in thought. So that is actually more common. That's called a complex partial seizure because it impairs your ability to think, but it does not cause a convulsion by and large. There are multiple other types of seizures beyond that, and uh, we typically name them based on the type of movements or activity that we see in them. Some people can just have... A sensory seizure where they have an odd sensation, um, a numb numb tingly feeling or uh, a visual disturbance. Uh, Someone else could have just a jerk, one isolated whole body or extremity jerk as a type of seizure. All of these different seizure types uh, are connected in that they're all due to electrical disturbances in the brain. The question about what type of seizure you get as a result of the electrical disturbance depends on where in the brain that the electrical disturbance resides.
2: Unbelievable yeah, that and, and people, as you mentioned, can have different types of seizures, right?
3: Certainly. One person can have multiple different seizure types again depending on where at the time of that seizure the brain electricity is uh, not completely normal. But I mean what that what that means is that in a lot of patients with epilepsy they may have an abnormality in one part of their brain and the remaining ninety nine point nine percent of their brain is normal. And that's why they're able to be working, able-bodied, and not um, confined to a, to a home somewhere.
2: All right. Well, listen, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be back to close the show with Dr. Samir Bangalore, who is at Sunrise Health. He's the medical director, NNI Epilepsy Center at the Nevada Neurosciences Institute. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Dr. Bangalore.
5: Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Hi, I'm Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes.
0: The Marsh Engel Show. Join the movement to empower yourself with the essentials of feminine power and success and learn how women around the world are becoming more inspired, more influential, and absolutely amazing. Each week, Marsh sits down for an engaging conversation with women who are boldly committed to living their most amazing life. You'll discover ways to step into your greatest vision, deepen your relationships, and unleash your real creative brilliance. Get ready. It's time to jump into the conversation. that's Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern for the Marsh Engel Show on the Voice America Business Network.
5: And wellness Network. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
6: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back. We have as our guest today Dr. Samir Bangalore. He's in Las Vegas at Sunrise Health. And listen, if you just joined the show and you're thinking, oh, I wish someone I knew could have heard this, don't worry. It is archived at Voice America and BenderConsult.com so you can go back and you can listen to it. Um, But Dr. Bangalore, while we were on break, I wanted you to talk a minute about the goals that you were telling me about for epilepsy.
3: So one thing that I was mentioning uh, briefly earlier is that in the distant past, treating epilepsy meant putting you on as much medications as you could stand just to eliminate seizures. Well, we've kind of changed our thinking as epilepsy doctors that treating epilepsy is not just about eliminating seizures. It's about allowing people to live a normal life. So... Again, I I mentioned earlier, but there are three goals that every epilepsy patient should at least strive for, and those three goals are eliminating seizures as much as possible, eliminating medication side effects, which can sometimes be as debilitating as the epilepsy itself, and then thirdly, make someone achieve all of their functional capacity. So for some people, that simply means being able to go to work or being able to go to school, but for other people, it means having children, uh, the ability to um, do being able to drive, doing whatever they want to do. And those three goals, functional capacity, medication side effects, seizure freedom, should be achieved in every epilepsy patient. And if you if you have epilepsy if you know someone that has epilepsy, you have to advocate for yourself. You might have to tell your doctor, look, I'm not achieving my goals. I want to see an epilepsy specialist. Or if you're seeing a general doctor, I want to see a neurologist. Make it so that you get to the place where you need to go to achieve all of your goals because no one's going to come to you and tell you that this is how you're going to achieve your goals. You might have to advocate for yourself.
2: Yeah. You know what? I mean, you've got to speak up for yourself, remember? You've got to speak up. And Dr., I'm sorry, are you going to say something?
3: No, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, Dr. Bangalore, what, what we really need, as we've mentioned many times, is we need to get a foundation chapter going in Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada, um, for anyone listening to the show, do you have any suggestions of what they could do to help us?
3: Well, at this point, we're really just trying to get, we're in the planning stages. Very soon, we're going to have our first um, fundraiser to get some seed money so that we can get uh, bigger events going. And in the meantime, I think that if they if they want to, they can contact our, our office. For now, it's our clinic. And uh, if they want to volunteer time or if they want to make a donation, I'm sure we could, we could find a, a good use for it. At some point, we're going to have um, someone who's going to be the director of our um, Epilepsy Foundation planning. I'm not sure what we're going to call it, but then that person will sort of take the lead role, and we're still trying to identify a good person to do that. So in the meantime, if you're interested in uh, helping out somehow, I can give the phone number. It is area code 702-731-8115. That's the number for our clinic, and you can ask for Lisa Frazier, who I should mention is the, the most important person in our office uh, heading up the planning of the Epilepsy Foundation chapter in Las Vegas.
2: Yeah, that is good. I mean, we, you know, anyone, everyone can help. That's what I have to say. I agree. Everyone can help. A little bit means a lot.
3: And I'd say if, if one way everyone can help is, like you're saying, to talk about it, to go to the the website, talk about it, talkaboutit.com. Is that correct, Joyce? That's right. And kind of break some of the stigmas mm-hmm. about epilepsy because it's, it's, a, it's It's more than one person can handle breaking the stigma of epilepsy
2: that's right that is exactly correct. well, Dr. Bangler, you have accomplished so many things in your life already, and you're a young man, so it's unbelievable what you've already done um, but if you had to look back so far, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? I
3: would consider my greatest accomplishment getting the epilepsy surgery aspect of our program going because there aren't a lot of places in the country or in even the world that they're, they're serving epilepsy patients with epilepsy surgery, which is the definitive therapy for lots of patients with epilepsy. We've, we've only done a handful so far, but the goal would eventually be to do many more. And this is a somewhat complex procedure that I'm glad I was able, to, uh, along with some of the neurosurgeons in town, to get off the ground. It, w- it was no easy task. And I think that, to this point, has been my greatest accomplishment.
2: Well, that was a great accomplishment. I mean, that was a tremendous accomplishment, Um, and and as you said before, we're just getting going, right, Dr. Bangalore?
3: Definitely. I'm not going anywhere. I plan to be here for many years to come and serve the epilepsy patients here for a long time.
2: Well, Dr. Bangalore, if you had to leave a message for our listeners today, everyone listening to the show right now, what would that be?
3: Well, I would say if you're a patient with epilepsy, you shouldn't feel ashamed about your epilepsy. You need to go out and tell people what epilepsy is and be an advocate for yourself.
2: That's right, and not be ashamed, right?
3: Don't be ashamed, Don't, no matter what your medical illness is, regardless of epilepsy. But for for my purposes, if you have epilepsy, this is a disease that we can treat, and we have. it's not a hopeless condition as it once was. We have lots of things to offer, and we can take someone who in the past would be extremely disabled or debilitated by the disease and turn them into a normal person.
2: Yeah, that's right. And listen, Dr. Bangalore, do you want to go over again where Sunrise is? You know, if someone is wanting to, here's the show, wants to go there, where Sunrise Hospital is.
3: Sure. So Sunrise Hospital is located in the city of Las Vegas. It's at the intersection of Maryland and Desert Inn. If they, uh, want to get into our clinic, the, uh, address of, uh, the clinic is on La Canada Street, 3131 La Canada Street. And the phone number is area code 702-731-8115. And again, I urge you, if you're, if you're a patient with epilepsy and you're nearby, or if you're in Las Vegas or nearby Las Vegas, tell your doctor that you'd like to see an epilepsy specialist. And for better or for worse, the only epilepsy clinic at this point in Las Vegas is our clinic. So tell your doctor to send you to us.
2: Yeah, wow, that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And your phone number one more time, Dr. Bangalore.
3: So it's area code 702-731-8115.
2: All right, listen, everyone. Come on, everyone. We've got to get our muchness back, and we've got to help the people in Nevada. We've got to help get this epilepsy chapter going. You can see what a great leader we have with this young doctor, Dr. Samir Bangalore. But we got to get it going. We got to get it going. And I want all of you to help in that area. If you know one person that can help us out, you can contact me at benderconsult.com or at voiceamerica.com or you can reach Dr. Bangalore. What is your email, Dr. Bangalore?
3: Uh, it's Bangalore, but that's spelled B-A-N-G-A-L-O-R-E, at H C A Healthcare, all one word, dot .com. So it's Bangalore right. at com.
2: Well, Dr. Bangalore, thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you, Joyce, for having me. It was an honor and a pleasure.
2: Well, it was an honor Welcome. to have you, and we always send the show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or someone who is impacting people with disabilities. So today, it has to be the one and only Greg Grumberg, TV star from Heroes, soon to be on a new show, Love Bites. Here it is, folks. Ready? Talk about it. Talk about it. Remember, if you don't talk about epilepsy, and your disability will be nowhere. Talk about it. Go to talkaboutit.org and hear more. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, and I'm a woman living with epilepsy. And, hey, guess what, Greg? I'm talking about it at voiceamerica.com. See you next week.